Join the conversation on the Cape Talk app, online and across the Cape on 567 AM. You're with Cape Talk. You're with Cape Talk, and as usual at this time, we chat with Tim Lundy. My name's Lindsay Borhill, doing a stand-in tonight again. And Tim is going to be talking about going hiking. Hi, Tim. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, we often start by talking about the kind of risks you... Risks? Risks? <laughs> risks? That was, yeah. <laughs> I sort of lost the end of that. And often you come into the studio, you're incredibly adre- adrenalized, you've been up for 40 hours. Yeah. Wonderful news that there's been a very mm. quiet time on the very mountain. Very quiet, yeah. which is great for the last week and yeah. a half. It's been quiet. Yeah. Um, I think it's just too cold. Yeah. To I was going to say that... that best that, is people stay indoors. Yeah. That flurry of, of wet and cold. Mm. Um, um, you also said that a lot of the incidents that happen on the mountain don't happen when it's cold, when the weather's cold. Well, when they do, they are quite serious because of the cold. Um, but yeah, those are generally... Um, if people are out, you know, you, hypothermia at this point is, is one of our biggest things that we we concerned about you know you can get somebody with a sprained ankle um and that's not a primary concern primary concern is getting you off that mountain and mm. getting you warm because very quickly the ankle becomes a secondary problem remind us the difference last time you 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 spoke about the the, the gradient in temperature between the bottom and the top yeah so the bottom and the top um generally we're looking at top of the mountain is 1086 meters is mcclear's beacon that's the highest point in in the peninsula and from sort of sea level up at at 1000 meters you can drop that temperature normally around about five degrees so if it is 10 degrees down here it's five degrees above zero up there Mm -hmm. And if you add wind to that, you can lower that closer to zero. Mm-hmm. And that really gets cold um, mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going up to spend the night up there. So I'm going to experience it. I'm going to be dressing nice and warmly. Um, but that's just the difference. Uh, you're preparing to spend yeah, the night. It's absolutely. very different if you sprain your ankle and you're not prepared for it. Yeah. So uh, basic rule of, of, of hiking number one is? Be prepared. Yeah. Be absolutely prepared for for everything and yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, go out there expecting nothing, um, expecting everything, and hope for for yeah. nothing yeah. going wrong. Because you often see. I mean, I remember going up to the pinnacle and coming back in the evening, and some guys. It was getting dark, and they were still jogging up. Yeah. And they had t-shirts on. Yeah. So joggers um, joggers generally won't go yes. with with heavy gear. They can't because they've got to they've got to keep. But moving. they can also. Their sprain body, an ankle. They can exactly. They they can sprain an ankle. Yeah. Um, so it's about having a lightweight something. Yeah. You know, because the minute you stop generating that heat that you would do by jogging up the mountain. Exactly, and w- w- when you stop as well, your body is now losing energy, mm. um, and and so that cold comes in because of you've got sweat as well, mm. and of course that yeah. gets cold really quickly. Yeah. So you. The temperature will drop really, really fast yeah. for your body from from being relatively warm the faster you move yeah. to um, very, very cold. Yeah, yeah. And dangerously cold. I remember going up uh, India Fenster and it was a lovely, um, cool day because if you're in the middle of the day, I would have really no, struggled. You fry. <laughs> uh, a little drizzle, which of course is a bit tricky because it gets a bit wet. Yeah. But when you get to the top, it was cold. And I had a lovely brother who bought me one of those lovely Cape Town table mountain type 
jackets. Jackety yes. type things. But of course, not everybody <laughs> has the, the, the buckaroos to whip out at the top of the mountain. Yeah. Uh, um, so it's about being, being prepared. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you wanted to talk about dogs on the mountain. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah. why, why you thought of that? Well, just before we get to that, can we just do the, the safety recap side of things? Because it's quite important for this weekend. Um, there are a whole bunch of um, hiking groups that are meeting in Silvermine um, to kick off Spring Day um, and, and safety and on the mountains. it's going to be raining on Spring Day, isn't it? I think there is yeah. chance of drizzle. It's not a, not a not heavy. It, Tomorrow there's a bit of rain. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it shouldn't be too bad, but um, there, there may be um, a whole bunch of people on different routes. Um, I know that like the, the river walk, there's a group walking there. The, the road that goes up to Nurek Peak, Elephant's Eye Cave, um, the, the crags, all of those are going to be covered. So there's going to be lots and lots of people. Um, out, out and about, I think Cape Nature are going to be, or um, Sand Parks are going to be there as well. Mm, and that that Elephant's Eyes a lovely walk too. I remember is, yeah, being there and, and in the cave, and all the clouds are below, and you felt like you're on the top of the universe. Of course, it's not very high actually, but <laughs> no. but because we were above the clouds, it was wow. Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. The, you get some fantastic photos. So a whole lot of can an, so anybody of, join in? Anybody can join in. Okay. Um, they they must just go to um, Hikers Paradise is one of the groups that are doing it. Yes. Meridian are also doing um, hikes as well. Unfortunately, I won't be able to go. I've had something that's come up that has dragged me away for the whole day. Okay. Um, but what, just to what? encourage people to go, if they're, if they're looking to go for a walk, um, that is one of the areas to go and and feel safe okay, um, okay, with people being, okay, being so in the area. When you say safety recap, it's not about mountain safety as in terms of… In uh, terms of rescue, no. Yes, in yes. terms of… Um, okay. Personal safety. Okay, yeah. okay, and it's always about going with a group and and having yeah. somebody experienced with you. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they're doing a big drive to to try and get people out there, and it's the first day of spring, and um, there's still lots of talks with the city and with sand parks to gear up for the summer um, and keeping people safe because, as yes. we know, last summer was a bit of a disaster. Um, there were there were only parts of silver mine. Um, yeah, um, which of course uh, the whole area gets clumped together, though, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And, and that's what's sad. The the problem is that we can't predict where these attacks are going to be happening. Yes. So and of course, it, I mean, you can go as you say, Elephant's Eye, or towards the, the Sentinel Hout Bay, or you can go towards the waterfall on yes. the other side of the road. So I mean, there's quite a lot of scope that you can have from that silver mine area. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. There is, there's quite a few places that you can go and explore and yeah. some great, fantastic views. I think one of the best views in Cape Town is from Nuruk Peak. Yeah. Um, if somebody is a beginner and they're wanting to go on one of these silver mine things, which would which, which, which you recommend to start with? Around the dam is always a good yeah, stroll with, with kids yeah. um, okay. and down the river, down to – the only problem with that walk is that you have to park a car at the, the main gate Yes. and then you drive up to the dam and then walk okay. back. Um, you can you can walk you can walk there and back yeah. if you want to, but um, if you've yeah. got kids that, and you're a beginner, it could be a little bit more than oh. than you're wanting. And interestingly enough, at Silvermine, it is one of the places that you can take dogs only if you remember of the. If you've got permits for the dogs, yes. yeah, you've yes. got to have permits for for yes. dogs. Yes. So, yeah, getting on on the on the topic of dogs. Um, 
people can take their dogs. There's no no problem with that, um, but they must have permits. Um, the same parks basically are just trying to regulate and, and make sure that not everybody's just got dogs running wild all over the place. And, of course, um, a lot of people do... Uh, focus and, and have picnics ar- around the reservoir. Yes. So uh, a lot of the dog walkers, of course, wanting to, to do more of the walking aspect. Yes. But, of course, they will come down again, and it can get quite doggy. It can do. And the, the problem with Silvermine, um, they're not a problem. The, the, the mountain bikers, um, it, it becomes dangerous for them because some of the dogs will chase the bikes. Yes. So anybody who's walking dogs, please put it on a lead. Um, and that's just how just can you know. do that on the mountain? I'd love to hear from you. If you take a dog on the mountain, can you take a dog on the mountain with a lead? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the sandpox would prefer that you do, um, and and I think it's a very good reason as to why you should. I think there are certain areas where you can let the dog run around a bit, um, but when it like Newlands Forest, for instance, yes. um, where there's lots of dogs, if your dog isn't socialised properly, you can end up with a massive dog fight people trying to get involved and people could actually end up getting bitten as well so and that's on the lowest slopes of newlands forest yeah often. yeah I, I mean, mean that's just past and parking it's also that helicopter pad landmine mile yeah, i mean it's like <laughs> exactly it's, yeah i mean that, that's for me is just not acceptable a lot of people yeah. think that because you're on the mountain you don't have to take care of your dog's poo yeah and and the reality is everybody else is using the mountains as well, and it's yes. just really not pleasant for other people. How do you know if there are going to be cyclists using a place where you're taking your dog? Look, Newlands Forest has recently opened up um, to some yeah. to cyclists, yeah. so Cecilia Forest. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why I brought up the topic of dogs and, and other mountain users is that we all have the right to be there. Mm. Um, or not the right, we all have the privilege to be there. Mm. Um, huge privilege. It is a huge privilege to to be able to to share it and to enjoy it. And it's just plain damn unfair if somebody else spoils it for everybody else. So if you've got a dog that's running wild and chasing people on bikes or chasing runners or jumping up on other hikers, it's really not pleasant. Mm. So I think the the message here is just try and be more aware of other people that are using the mountain and Mm. they've got just as much of a privileged right to be there as you do. Mm. Um, What do you say to people who say, I I need my dog with me because of the safety aspect? Absolutely. And on the leash, um, the dynamic is always different on the leash. Yeah, it is. And um, it can be be tricky if if that dog is constantly pulling and yanking. I know I've got a, a Jack Russell that I take from time to time, but I tend not to take her because she is just so incredibly friendly with everybody. So especially with kids, because they're kind of at her height. So she and likes it's to a, jump up. It's a up. little, yes, yeah. yes. Likes to jump up, lick you in the face, never bite or hurt you, yeah. but it, I'm very aware of it. Um, and so I try and, if I do take her for walks, it's away from, from crowds. So I would never take her to Newlands. If I did take her to Newlands Forest, it would be on a leash. But because being a Jack Russell, she's got so much energy, mm. um, I get very strong in one arm <laughs> trying to hold on to the dog. Um, so, yeah, it, it, 
I, I think you've just got to be very mm. aware of other people it's, on the mountains. Yeah. And I wasn't on the mountain, but I was walking my dog on a leash and the dog broke its harness and the dog ran to mine and attacked mine. And because yeah. it was on the leash, I put my back out, pulling the leash and twisting and pulling and twisting because yeah. that dynamic is all wrong. At some point, I thought I should actually just let my dog off the leash because then you balance things out. Mm. I, you know, you do get, and it's in such a frenzy. And of course, the owners were right down the other side. And that's often what happens on the mountain, especially in Newlands Forest. The dogs go and they smell um, all the, the, the lovely mm. things in the corners. And often the, the dog owners aren't there. Yeah. And so, and the other dynamic is you've got small dogs and big dogs. And often mm. the small dogs are intimidated by the big dogs. So often you end the up small ones are the snapping. ones. Are the, the ones that go for exactly. the big dogs and it's like, hello? <laughs> that's, that's reality my dog. check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dog definitely yeah, needs yeah. to go for some yeah. socializing. Yes. Yeah, this is not a good play. Yeah. <laughs> she, she has some serious uh, small dog syndrome. The small dogs, and they just seem to go for the big dogs, yeah. you know. And sometimes the big dogs humor the small dogs, but then they get a bit snitty. Yeah. You know. And it can end up, you pick a fight with the wrong dog, yes. especially if it's a big dog, which my dog has picked a fight once oh, or twice. Okay. Um, and as you say, when they're on the lead, it's actually worse. Yes. Because they are restricted, so they yes. become a lot more aggressive. I remember you, you were talking about dogs. I remember a wonderful story. I can't remember whether it was Plutterclip or uh, coming down from the pinnacle near Devil's Peak, mm. where rescue guys had gone up and they carried a German shepherd down and it had got burnt on the pads of its feet couldn't stand. Do you remember that story? It was a couple of years I ago. I do, do recall and that story. And it was such yeah. a lovely story. It was such a feel-good story because there were a whole lot of guys. I think they took it in turns. Yes. It was a big dog. Yes. Were you, I suppose you were part of it or something. I, no, I wasn't okay. part of that particular okay. one, but I do I do recall um, a story like that where they – look, I mean, yeah, when we when we go out and rescue, we, there have been a couple of uh, dog rescues. Uh, Lion's Head, I think, last year or the year before. Yeah. There was a dog that had got away from its owner. Yeah. And decided to go and do a bit of cliff walking <laughs> off the path, and then promptly got itself very stuck. Yes. And um, they they f- they spotted it. Somebody spotted the dog, and yeah. of course they had to actually send technical rescuers with ropes, because where the dog was, there was huge drop offs. Oh. And it was you know the problem is when you're dealing with a dog, you can't exactly have a conversation with it. No, you have a one way conversation, but. Um, and if they panic, then they, they yeah, and and the dog get was panicking. Nasty. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing is they had to be very careful that the dog didn't actually bite them, not cool. out of anger but out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you respond to people who say your job as rescuers is not to rescue animals who get into trouble? Our job is to rescue those who need rescuing on the mountains. I, I you know, whether it's a a cat or a dog or a mm. human being. Um, thankfully, it's mostly human beings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it is, if it is an animal that needs, needs to be rescued, there was one out in, um, the Winelands area recently as well that, um, they located the dog and it was howling and, but they found it. And look, I mean, often for those people who do own dogs, uh, will know that it becomes a part of the family. It yeah. becomes a member of the family. Yeah. So when that dog is out stuck on a ledge, yeah, it's one of your family members that's stuck yeah. out there. So you want to go out and get it and, and bring it back. Yeah. I also love the way that when dogs get older, they have a character and a different character on the mountains. So when they were younger and they were full of energy, you know, they do this thing that dogs do, which humans probably should do. They run to the front and they run to the back and they keep their people 
and they check on the people. And the worst thing you can do to a dog is to split up because mm. then they, they're they going to do about three times the trip uh, that you as do. A, as a guide, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're well trained, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't bite, though. <laughs> no, I mean, we do, yeah, as a guide, you have to, you have to keep checking and yes. watching that everybody's where they need to be. Um, next week, I've actually um, asked uh, Walter... Mayor, um, who who trained me as a guide, to come on to the show and um, talk about guiding. So, hopefully, we have him next week and we can talk about about guiding and uh, what's involved in that. But mm, um, mm. yeah, I, you know, the thing is with having dogs, it, it's great fun having mm. them. They really mm. do enjoy mm. being out in the mountains. But you've just got to, yeah, you've got to be very careful with them and 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 just be aware of of the people that are around us because it's and you not know, everyone's a dog person. Yes. And you know, a lot of people say, you know, don't get hysterical. My dog doesn't, you know, it's not going to bite you. Of course, that person's had a heart attack already and mm. is in fear mode. And and yes, we do know that you should just stand still, but when you're in fear mode and you think the dog's going to bite you, you, you Exactly. You, you know, you respond from a guttural place. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of people that are fearful for dogs. Yes. Um especially the larger ones. Yes. Um, um, funnily, the mountain seems to be quite an equalizer um, because there's something – people are very friendly on the mountain. And I, I think mm. we need to say that in this hiking segment. No, no, there's are. something about going on the mountain is that everyone talks to each other. Yeah. And people who, who, who might just walk past you in the street, you, you, you say, hi, how are you doing? How far are you gone? Or how's your father? Yeah. You know, there's something yeah. about hiking. It's a great equalizer. Yeah, I think – you know, there was. Um, I think I had Costa on the show, and we we, we were talking about. Um, you have you ever come off the mountain being angry, <laughs> or upset? Yes. And you're not. You never are, um, because you've you've had that time to go and reflect on all the things that well, are. Well, unless going a dog bites you. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That uh, that yes. could be. That yeah. could get you quite upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, when you're walking on the mountains and you, you're enjoying yourself, and I think, yeah, people are generally very friendly. Mm. Um, sometimes I, they're not. Uh, there's a story that my father always used to tell that was, was quite funny, where um, somebody, it was actually my wife that told the story of, of my father um, walking, and a runner came past us, and he, he greeted him, good morning. And the runner was just too yeah. <laughs> engrossed in his in his running, mm. and he ignored my father, and he got quite upset about it, and just said like it doesn't take much to say good morning, you know. So yeah, it's I think we've got to keep that up. We've got to keep mm. interacting with people that you wouldn't like in the street. You you mm. wouldn't, mm. but on the mountains, it's it's quite nice to. I was with um, Blake Dyson the other day. We were going to spend the night up on on the back table. And he's brilliant at that kind of thing. Mm. He'll stop and he'll chat to everybody, mm. and it's so nice because he, he at one pa- at one point he apologised. He said, "Like I don't I don't mean to be nosy, but I'm just I'm interested to know like what do mm. you guys do?" And mm. I mean, we knew their whole life story within five minutes. Exactly. And there's something about as you say the stories and 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 bringing it back to dogs. And uh, earlier on, I played that clip of the danger of a single story. Um, one of the trips I was doing was up to the reservoir. And mm. there was a group of of people that were attached to a church, and they were youth at risk. Um, some of them had been gangsters, 
Okay. And they were going up the mountain. And one of that group, it was quite a large group, um, saw my dog, who's quite large. And, mm. and I could see he was tense. And you can see the body language. I also find it's an opportunity to, to school people who don't know dogs to look at the dog's body language yeah. and to watch if a dog's, you know, backs up. You know, yeah, exactly. You, you know, and when we got to the top, there was a guy who perhaps stereotypically had all the gangster apparel and all the, the, the prison tats. Right. And, and I thought, sure, I'm wondering if this guy's going to be freaked out by my dog. And he was the most dog friendly. And I thought of my, my assumption mm. that this guy, after chatting with the other one who was scared of dogs, I, I, and he was brilliant with, with the dog. Yeah. You know, so you you actually just never know who's going to respond and what kind of experience that person's had with other dogs. Yeah, no, exactly. So you've got to you've got to be mindful of the fact that some people, like my daughter, loves to go after dogs and pat them, and I've got to keep saying to her, like, okay. you don't know what that dog's going to do. You've you've got to just approach with caution and and often ask the the owner of the dog, is it okay if I approach your dog? Don't just jump in and, and go straight for your dog mm. um, because that dog might not like small kids on eye-to-eye -eye level. Yes, and they might not know they're small kids. They might think yeah. it's a... They may see it as a threat and they, they react... An animal imitator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so You're a little one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So when people approach my dog, I just I always say to them, yes. just don't... She's very friendly. Yes. She'll give. She'll knock you over. She'll. Yeah. She's quite strong, and she will try and push you over so that she can lick you to death and, yes. and wag her tail and and very friendly. Some people don't like that though. Some mm. people are quite freaked out about it. They don't. So you've had that experience. So that's why you mm. don't take your dog, small Jack Russell, and you say dogs on leashes. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sam Park say dogs on leashes as well, and I think it's for the greater good of everyone on the mountain that they they do that. Sandpox say all dogs, but those are um, in certain areas, surely? Don't call me most, Shirley. <laughs> 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 um, I think for for most um, most places, they they do request. When you see those sand, sandpox boards, yes, you'll always see if it if it's got a dog or or no dog, where it's got the line through it, and one of those is Kirstenbosch Gardens. Yeah, Kirstenbosch. I mean, so you get to the, yeah, the yeah. edge of Kirstenbosch Gardens and there yeah. will be a dog with a no. Yes. There is a route, the contour path you can carry on going with, with your dog. Yeah. Because for, you don't me, go down I mean, into Kirstenbosch. I, I would find taking a dog on the mountain counterintuitive and I would always take a leash because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned fear, but also the dog gets hurt. I mean, you're talking about a dog in trouble. They can get quite protective. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Um, so you, you do need to be careful. With but also if there are other aggressive dogs... On the path as well, yes. it's better to try and get that dog on a lead and yeah. then keep it away from that other dog. Yeah. And then just politely ask the owner of the other dog, could you please just keep your dog, you know, keep that, that distance between them mm. Mm. Um, because it can get quite ugly. So what's your sense? Do people actually obey that or do they just uh, fragrantly just ignore it? For the most part, yes. People okay. do obey it. Um, Cecilia Forrest, though, yeah. Cecilia Forest and Newlands, busy it, it's very yeah. busy. Mm. And I think that's generally where most dog walkers go. So yeah. if you're not a dog person, don't go try, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Try and avoid those areas. Yeah. Um, but that's the sadness of you saying is everyone should be able to go anywhere, anytime. Yeah. It shouldn't be a dog's area. 
It shouldn't, but yeah. you know, generally, I, dog walkers will stick to yeah. certain areas. Rock climbers will stick to certain areas. Mountain bikers will stick to certain yeah. areas. But it's when that mix comes um, into Kai, and there's a lovely walk. But mm. when you have a mix of horses, also you don't know how your dog's going to be with horses and cyclists. Yeah, it's also one horses might be fine, but another one not. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, horse is just a gigantic dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. don't want to mess with those things. Yeah. And and also you've got to remember that there's somebody on its back. Um, you don't want that. That again w- with my dog, she'll run up and start barking at it. So mm. I then immediately get them, get her, get her away, and get mm. them back because mm. not so much for the horse's sake, yeah. for for her sake, and also for the horse mm. owner's or the rider's sake. Well, I'm, I'm a little bit loath to take my dog now because as he's getting a bit older, he kind of limps a little bit and it's all the jumping. Mm. It's wonderful and he thinks he can do more than he can. Yeah. And at some point he looks at me and I said, we're going up and he kind of looks at me saying, seriously? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he looks at the rocks, you know, he's, you know, and, and as I said, you know, a younger dog and an older dog is a very different kettle uh, yeah. of fish. Yeah, I know no, they are. I, the first time I took my dog, I was um, doing the cardinal rule of hiking on my own. Okay. Um, there was a reason for it, but um, I took the dog with me, and I ended up having to pick her up because she was just a puppy at the time. Mm-hmm. And of course, she, we were going up and we we're going up and we we're going up, and she just looked at me at one stage and went, "Enough of this! I'm going down." Yeah. And yeah. bolted, and I had to run a couple of hundred meters to try and catch up with her. Yeah. Shouting like crazy to catch her. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Lion's Head. Now, Lion's Head has got those chains. And of course, there is a route that you can take for the dogs. Um, yeah. But it's actually not a dog-friendly it's walk. Definitely not a dog-friendly walk. Yeah. Um, you do. I was up there the other day, and yeah. I think there was probably about four or five dogs. Yeah. The biggest problem with that, um, with Lion's Head, is water. Okay. And the dogs are working overtime especially when it gets really hot they've got thick coats they're working overtime trying to trying to climb up those rocks and so they they can tend to to be a, a problem and they start to panic a little bit I've, I've come across quite a few dogs of course dogs don't climb ladders some do um, but generally they won't hmm. they won't to scale and they're definitely not going to scale the chains that I'll pay money to see <laughs> um I think, yeah, Lion's Head, the more and more I talk about it, um, somebody suggested to me to the, the, the other day that there is a possibility that Lion's Head, there has been talk about making it a one-way, which when you think about it, you go well, one-way, it's a one-way to the top, so how do you get off? But, but you go up the go, chains and then down the, the short down, way with the dog way. But then once you come down that section is you then go down what I call the Wally's Cave route, which is yes. closed at the moment. And I've noticed on... Because the, the vegetation is so badly damaged. Yeah, the the path is people. so badly mm, damaged. Mm. And I'm not sure... I, you know, I haven't been up there, so I can't tell you whether mm. Sandpox mm. have actually mm. been doing mm. any rehabilitation. But they've asked the public, please, to just stay off that section because it, it is eroding and there's just too much traffic. And I've noticed on Twitter and um, Instagram lately people taking photographs of Wally's Cave. And I will just advise that Sandpox do go up there and they do fine. 
And um, that'll be an unhappy end to your mountain climb. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that'll, that'll be one of those. That will cases. be one of the reasons when you come down and you're not feeling so but good. But then you've yeah. got only yourself to blame for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we, I know we're talking about dogs, but uh, you've gone to Lion's Head, and that immediately goes to Full Moon and and alcohol. Um, not a great mix. Never a great mix. Yeah. That and no yeah. headlamp. Okay. And we often come across that. Sam Parks, I think, pull their hair out because of it. Yeah. They have to, full moon, they have to send up rangers constantly. Yeah. Um, one of the things I would love to see Sam Parks do, I was up there about two weeks ago, and my daughter was with me, and she basically turned around and she said, Daddy, that, that guy's drawing on the rock. And so I just said to him, you know, it is an yeah. offense and a yes. massive fine. But yes. I think five minutes after I left, he was... Writing his name again. <laughs> but how wonderful that your daughter's already uh, ha- yeah. has an awareness no, absolutely. of defacing the yeah. natural mountain. Yeah. And, and that's really what it's about. Yeah. Tim, we've come to the end of our half hour. 